0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q and A's and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, hi guys, welcome back to Note to Self. I'm your host Peyton Sarton. Also, question Josh: Is that are these lights all the way up? Perfect. I always have to make sure the lights are all, all the way up for video because. You got to make your skin look good, you know, on these videos. So hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Peyton, if you're new here. And I'm so happy you're here. And if you are here, which is everyone listening, I want you to take a little moment. I want you to stop and do something so important for me. Just like really fast, like just real quick. It'll be so fast, I promise. Will you please go rate Note to Self on whatever platform you're listening on right now? Spotify, iTunes. I have been looking at the reviews lately, and it's actually so helpful for me to understand what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. There's obviously like so many things to work on as a podcaster, including the skill of interviewing. I do like my podcast to seem more like a conversation than an interview, but that's something to totally work on, and I love reading The reviews. So if you have time to do a review, that would be great. But rating is really quick. And if you could give us five stars, that would be wonderful. I feel like I don't really start on the top of the episode with that announcement, but that would be fucking awesome if y'all would do that. It'd be so, so helpful to the show. And I'm putting a lot of effort into this on the back end. It might not always seem like it. Um, So it would be really helpful for me and I would be so appreciative if you would do that. Um, All right, let's get into the episode. So today we're going to talk about how to become your own best friend in a sense. And we're going to hit a couple different angles with this here. Um, I've got my notes as per usual. I've been taking throughout the week. Um, I've listened to some podcast episodes about this, but I don't really feel like at least the ones I listen to, they're all small pieces of being your best friend, but it's not like a overarching view. And I was like, you know what? I need to do my own episode on it and do, you know, talk a little bit about how I am becoming my own best friend. So like the I feel like the the story's never finished. I feel like throughout my twenties, I've realized that learning to how to spend time alone and learning how to validate yourself and support yourself. also spend time alone on that note and not feel lonely. It might be one of the most important things I've ever done for myself, and I'm still not done. You know what I mean? I'm still learning every day how to show up better for myself. So I figured we'd talk about that today. First, though, we'll do a life update. I don't really have that much for y'all. My apartment is coming together. If you guys have been watching my Instagram stories, thanks so much for following me and following along on that. But I've had that apartment since March, and it is only now like really actually coming together. I just had someone come to build some furniture for me today because I went to IKEA on Friday and had my like lovely Friday night adventure at IKEA and I got a dresser and then I got this like outdoor table for my back patio which I need to spend more time on and as the weather is getting cooler hopefully it's still so fucking hot here um I'm going to spend more time like right when I wake up in the morning on my little back patio with my new table and chair set so the table and chairs are easy to set up. Like, that would have taken two seconds, but this dresser looked like such a bitch to set up. So, I just hired a tax rabbit to come over, and he's actually so lovely and kind today. We had a nice conversation while he was doing my dresser and everything. So, I put a new dresser in my office. I feel like my office is so cluttered and just like overrun with stuff that I just never use it because I don't want to go in there. I like use it as a junk room almost. So, this is my effort to change that. I've got a new dresser in my office, I've already like filled it with. A lot of my office stuff, not really like clothes. I do need to do a closet clean out though for this whole fall, the start to fall and everything. Um, But so that's coming along well. I still need to get curtains. I don't know why I have so much anxiety about getting curtains. I already want to change my rug to something different. (laughs) I've been there for five seconds. Anyway, so that's, that's something. That's an update for you guys. What else? I'm going to San Francisco this weekend just to do a little a little spy mission, if you will, a little undercover, even though I'm telling you about it on the internet for anyone to hear it's not really that undercover. I'm going to the Bay Area. I haven't been to San Fran in a while. So I'm gonna see some friends, do the things. My friend Sophia lives up there. I'm gonna have dinner with my friend Tiffany on Friday. It'll just be like a fun little trip to San Fran slash the Bay Area in general. And then what else do I have to tell you? I wrote them down so I didn't forget. But this week has honestly been a little bit boring. I went out this last weekend with my friends. We had the best, most fun night ever. I just, like, I'm always reminded of how fun, mo- like, my friends are. We just go out and have, like, the best time, and I just feel so lucky to just be, you know, giggling and tipsy all Saturday evening with my friends. It's so much fun. One of our guy friends had a birthday party on Saturday, and we he did it at the rooftop of Jelena, which is in Venice, and I haven't been to Jelena since... I interned out here when I was 21. So that was like almost nine years ago (laughs) now. I had not been to Jelena. It used to be like the place to go. But the rooftop is so cute and it was like perfect for a birthday. And it was – they had like great food and everything like that. So if you're throwing an event in LA, I feel like Jelena – Jelena gets my vote for sure. So we did that and then we went to just the west side bars. We went to a place called Market. We went to some of our guy friends' house. They have – four of the guys have a – Basically it's like they live in a house together, but it's a four unit apartment complex and they all, they each have a unit. So they just like have the entire apartment complex, which is like kind of ideal because you your space and your privacy, but like you live right by your best friend. Um, so mark that down as something I would like to do at some point in my life. Um, So, yeah, we just went over there and we just had the best time. I woke up at my friend Anna's house. Well, Anna and Liv and Morgan, they all live together. I woke up at their house as per usual um, and we just had a great morning. And then I – actually, in the morning on Sunday, I was pretty hungover. I was in my clothes from the night before because I always, like, take Anna's clothes whenever I leave her house and then I have, like, a whole pile of her clothes in my house. So, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go home in my leather corset top and mini skirt and boots. So I, as I'm nearing my home, I realized that I don't have my house key. My house key is gone. So the house key, we, we have found it since, but she was gone. So I had to call Iman, my other friend who I left my key with, one of my keys with, because I always know like she'll have it on her key ring for times like this. So I had to go meet Iman at a dive bar. So I go into this dive bar in last night's outfit with the same makeup on from last night. I was like, thank God I brushed my hair before I left Anna's. I went in. I had a crisp Coca-Cola and tried to last through like maybe a, a beer with the girls, but I really couldn't. I couldn't do it. Though I do want to spend more Sundays at like the sports bar kind of setup because I did see a group of girls. It was all these games going on, obviously. And I saw this group of girls having the best time. There was like six of them just like drinking beer and eating french fries and just like giggling about stuff and like watching sports i just love maybe it's being from texas but i miss spending the fall like tailgating especially in college it was a huge thing at my school at texas a&m to like be involved in the football scene so i kind of miss it i miss that a little bit now baseball is going on as well like at the end of baseball so they're all kind of coming together right now so that's my goal more sundays with the girls at sports bars. Not for the boys, for the girls. Because as we know, this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, the NFL is now being commandeered by the girls, as it should be. Because men running around in tight pants, wrestling each other to the ground, you cannot tell me that's not for the girls. Okay, that's not for the boys. That's for the girls to be watching. And we all know it. So that's my little life update. Let's do content corner real quick. So, there is a man who has taken over my TikTok feed, and his name is Prayag, I think. They, he just says Pray for short. It's at 444Pray. He might be one of the single funniest, most amazing, hilarious, best energy having people I've seen on TikTok so far. I'm obsessed with him. He has like a full like fan base that he calls Pookie, like as if they're one girlfriend or whatever it is you want to add in there boyfriend whatever i'm obsessed with him you have to follow him he brightens my day every time he posts i'm excited for it i'm a huge fan i want to see him do the best in life anyone's ever done what else can i say about him he's hilarious he gives me major like little brother vibes which i love and he kind of is like the king of the sassy man apocalypse which we are, we are well into. And I do like a sassy man sometimes. I think sass is like a little bit funny. I don't like misogynist, but I like sassy. I like a, I like a personality. I like someone who can be a little dramatic just a little bit at the time because I am pretty even-keeled and monotone. At least it seems like I'm even-keeled because I'm monotone. That might, might not actually be true, but it seems like I'm pretty even-keeled. And I kind of like a little bit of like the playful drama not like actual drama. So I'm into sassy men, sassy men apocalypse. I'm down for it. I'm okay with it. All right. So the next person I've been following that was on TikTok, by the way, the next person on TikTok I've been following is Luke Falzon. It's L-U-K-E-F-A-L-Z-O-N. Okay. This is random. This is really random. Y'all are going to look him up and be like, what are you doing? He's like a survivalist. Like he lives like off the land and he tells you like how to survive should you ever find yourself in a situation without water or food and stuff or like fire. So I've been following him and like I have a little collection on TikTok that's like random helpful tips and like half of it's just like his videos talking about like how to purify water if you need to do that because I have anxiety. So when that comes across my feed, I'm like, oh my God, I probably don't need this. But if I ever did... I'm going to think back about the time that I skipped that one TikTok and I don't know how to do it. Now, did I watch the TikTok and I still don't know how to do it? Yes, but I did save it to go back and study later. So maybe I should really, maybe I should, I also learn by doing. So maybe I'll just be practicing some survival skills on my back patio in the middle of Beverly Hills, just to prep, just to prep. Okay. So love him. Big, big fan. Another one is at mad underscore Mitch. She is hilarious. I love her takes on everything. I feel like y'all would love her too. You've probably seen her on your t- TikTok page. I just think she's one of those people that kind of reminds me of Drew Afawalo. I don't know how to say her name, but everything she says, I'm just like, you know what I agree. I agree. you're spot on every single time. I'm obsessed with you. You're clearly very smart. And she does she she dishes it out like for the girls, too. In a way that's almost like Valley Girl esque, which I love when we do this, because I love seeing a Valley Girl that's like incredibly smart, because I start to understand that I don't know how to say this, but like women are taking over the world, as we talked about just now with the NFL. We can be smart and also say like as many times as we want, because actually that's a filler word and it allows us to slow down our thoughts so we can be more concise in our speech. So, or hopefully so. So filler words are actually great. I've learned that lately. And I love when I see a smart girl using filler words on the internet. She's a little bit better than me at it because she's actually like concise in her speech and like gets a point across in few words, which I obviously have a podcast. I can't do a TikTok rant about things because it would last too long (laughs) because here I am taking up all your time with my podcast. So those are my content corner, people. Again, mostly TikTok. It's just how I do things. It's just the content that I like to consume. Still intimidated to post on TikTok for me. I'm still also trying to find my place on TikTok. I love posting podcast clips on there. Obviously, I'm doing some like get ready with me to film. I actually need to do a little TikTok moment right now. Hold on. I need to do this because I have been doing like a day in my life and now I need to do a little clip for this. Here's me TikToking. Okay. Okay. So I'm on air right now filming. Okay. So if y'all want to see that on the day of my life on TikTok, go find me there. This is the most promo I've ever done to myself in the first like five minutes of this podcast. Okay, cool. And with that, we can get into the episode because all of our bases are covered now. We're all good to go. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. I've said it before, but I wasn't super on board with the idea of summer ending, except for the fact that it means fall fashion, cozy outfits. I just love fall style. I love the colors. I love the trends. It's so chic and unbeatable. And heading into winter as well with holiday dressing, I'm actually very excited about this. So Saks.com is making it easy for me to elevate my every day. What an iconic place to shop fashion online. Of all of the fun ways to shop Saks.com, my favorites have to be shopping by their curated shops. So you can shop by trend. So you can do like quiet luxury or 90s revival. I'm very big on the quiet luxury look for fall. I think it's just So chic, so simple, so elevated, and Saks has all of the best quiet luxury look goods. Or you can shop by vibe, so like cozy vibes or disco vibes. I've been going to a lot of disco-related parties lately, so that's actually very timely. You can shop by star sign, or you can shop by situation. So like date or revenge dressing, you know we absolutely love that. A couple other things I saw on the website are like the power suiting moment, the it accessories or a full fall wardrobe refresh. So this is really good for those of you who need some inspiration heading into fall for what you want to do with your wardrobe this season. I do want to touch on revenge dressing for a second because I feel like that's such a trend right now. And it's actually one of my favorite things. When I go out at night, I'm like revenge dressing all the way at Saks.com. You can shop by situation like this. So you can find the perfect revenge dress from brands like Christopher Esber, which I've seen everybody wearing lately. I have obsessed and Colt Gaia, another classic fave. So if you're like me and you're always looking for easy ways to try new trends and a little direction in that category, or if you want a new wardrobe that fits the era that you're in, then I suggest switching your inspiration scrolling for all of your outfits to Saks.com for new ways to shop for everything every day. So we're going to talk about, like I said, becoming your own best friend. And there are some pillars to this that I, I tried to abide by, and I've kind of broken it down in my brain because I'm a compartmentalizer. If there's anything I do well, it's compartmentalized. And... I, I like to separate things in my brain in order to, I don't know, make sense of things. Like I feel like my brain just breaks down things into categories until it can't be broken down in, anymore. Okay. So we've got four categories of becoming your best, your own best friend. And the, the reason I find this so important is I think being lonely is a feeling that we all understand very well. And I can imagine that no one enjoys it. But sometimes you're going to be alone. And you can either choose to be lonely when you're alone, or you can choose to be in the presence of your own very best friend in the entire world, which is yourself. So I think obviously human connection is insanely important. And we all we need it as a species. We like our communities and things like that. We like our friends. We like our family. We want to feel seen by other people. We want to feel heard. We want to feel comforted. We want to feel important but or, and understood. But I do think that all of that stuff comes and is better when you create a little, like we talk about on Note to Self, a little home in yourself And Make it as solid as possible and be your own best friend, be your own best advocate, be your own biggest supporter, because then you never really feel alone because you feel like you're in the presence of someone incredibly important to you. And that's just how my that's how I see it. And I think in my 20s, you can either run from. Being alone by being around people that you don't necessarily like or don't necessarily like you, who don't respect you, who maybe can treat you poorly, and you put up with shit like that because you don't want to be alone because you it, it's synonymous with being lonely for a lot of people. And I think that once you get really comfortable in your own presence and um, you get really comfortable with hanging out with yourself, you stop entertaining things that are not meant for you because you don't fear being alone because you don't feel lonely when you're alone because you're with you your bestie. So that's the point of this episode. And will I learn more about this topic in the coming years of my life? Absolutely. But I do this thing sometimes where I'm like, okay, if I'm not a master of something, I can't speak on it. And I just think that that's not smart either. I think the thing I like to do with note to self is kind of just like talk about where I am right now. And the goal would be to connect with people who Maybe you're in the same place or are going to be in that place soon or have been in that place. And I feel like when you listen to someone else explain their experience that's similar to yours, you do feel seen and heard and it is validating. So that's the point of this entire podcast is just for me to validate myself and validate you guys. (laughs) So we're going to talk about this today and we'll start with the first category you're watching this on YouTube, which, by the way, I put the last episode on YouTube. I hope everyone is proud. I did get one comment that made me really smile, and I have thought about it for this entire week. I put a vlog up last week and the full episode of the podcast last week, and someone commented and was like, wow, Peyton, a vlog and the full episode. Like, I'm so proud of you. I I can't believe it. I know you're working hard. And I literally was just like, that is the nicest. Am I going to cry? I feel so proud of myself. So thank you so much. I'm so happy you're proud of me. I love, I love when you're proud of me. Okay. So the first pillar and the first action item of, of becoming your own best friend is unsurprisingly getting to know yourself. So how do I do this? Number one for me is spending intentional time alone. Now this will come as no surprise to people who have listened to this podcast for a hot second. We know I talk about self dates. We know I talk about just generally spending time alone. I live by myself right now, so I have a lot of time to spend alone at home, cleaning, you know, cooking, working, everything in between, watching Netflix. When I say spend time alone intentionally, I mean it really is like the self date experience, but it doesn't always need to be like a traditional self date. It could be some, it doing anything to spend intentional time by yourself it reminds me of when let's say you live with a partner and you need to make intentional time to go like go on dates because you're always living with your partner doing the day-to-day but going out of the home and doing something intentional together to spend time together is super important for a relationship that is no different in a relationship with yourself you need to spend intentional time by yourself okay so best ways to do this. Take yourself on a date is super easy. Obviously lunch date is fun. A dinner date is even more fun. I think the thing with, with those two, especially taking yourself on a date and sitting by yourself at like lunch or dinner can be intimidating, but it is one of those, one of the best ways I've learned to build confidence in myself and being secure with myself. Because if you can sit there and be like, I don't care that I'm alone. Like, this is not embarrassing. I'm with me, the best person ever in my entire life the most important person ever in my entire life. And I'm treating myself to this great meal or it doesn't even have to be like expensive or anything like that. Just like something that makes you happy, a meal that makes you happy. I think that's a really simple way to start this whole process, but sit there, be with yourself, maybe read a book, do whatever it is that you want to do, but definitely have some, spend some intentional time reflecting or whatever is, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever, whatever you do to make yourself feel more connected with yourself. If you need to figure out what that is, try some things. Maybe you sit there with a notebook and you just like journal. Maybe you find a journal prompt on Pinterest or something and go off of that and, and think about that. Maybe you sit there and don't do anything. Maybe you sit there and just observe other people and observe your thoughts and reactions to the experience of eating by yourself out in public, which I know sometimes can be like a little taboo or something. Like I just feel like people don't do it as much as we actually should. I feel like people in like Europe and stuff do it more often. But in the US, especially like when I was living in Texas and I'm from Texas, by the way, so like growing up in Texas and then living there somewhat recently, I realized that people like it almost like they look they look like they feel bad for you when you're eating alone. Like I get a lot of like, hey, do you want to come eat with my family? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, this is on purpose. Thank you so much for this is on purpose. I think it's a good it's a good exercise in confidence and being self-assured and validating yourself. But it's also a great way to just spend time alone and thought or whatever it is that you need to do to make yourself. closer to you. Another thing that would be wonderful that I actually need to do soon is a solo trip. So this could be a weekend trip depending on where you live. Like let's say if I wanted to go on a solo trip from Los Angeles, I've done one to Santa Barbara, which was really nice. And I took myself to a nice dinner. I browsed around the town. It was really fun. I just stayed for like a night or two. I can't remember if it was two nights or one. Malibu would be a great one. Topanga here in Los Angeles area would be great too. just being connected with nature. What else? I feel like in Texas, there's a bunch of places you could go as well. New York, I'm sure there's so many places right outside of the city you could go. So just choose a nice little fun town and it doesn't need to be a big place that you you know, fly to or whatever, though I really would love to do like a tropical like vacation by myself. I think that would be so nice for a couple of days. I don't know where I would go. Obviously somewhere I could feel safe, but Anyway, you could do a small or a big one. I think the solo trips are great because it's more extended time period to hang out with yourself and there's so many activities you can do and you can just like, I don't know, really relax and reflect. I think for my 30th birthday coming up here in December, that would be my ideal trip. But I, my friend Kelsey texted me like months ago and was like, hey, she's a, she's a corporate event planner, by the way, for her job. So she like loves to plan and like is very serious about planning events because she usually plans events for like thousands of people. And she's like, P, we got to figure out what we're doing for your 30th birthday. And you cannot say that it's you're going to take yourself to lunch and that's all you're going to do for your 30th birthday. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. God damn it. So I think we actually are settling on Miami. <laughs> no big deal. My friend Sophie is her birthday's on the 29th and then mine's on the 30th and then New Year's is the 31st, obviously. So I think we're doing per Kelsey's group note that she has this all signed into with the guest list and the schedule of things. She's got like the departure day, the arrival day, departure day, how we're getting places, possible Airbnbs we're staying in depending on how many people want to come. If we want to split up, she's she's got it covered. She's got it covered. But anyways, we're on this list and we're going to do, you know, back to back to back days, which we will die. That is for certain. And I will spend my 30th birthday at 11 if it kills me. Because if you know, you know. And I'm going there for my 30th birthday. I don't know what we're going to do for New Year's in Miami. I feel like it's just going to be so expensive and dramatic. But we'll see. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I really want to go on a solo trip to celebrate my 30th. So maybe I'll go on like January or something. I just don't know where to go. Maybe I'll go right after that. I do love like the Bahamas are pretty close to Miami. Anyway, solo trip. I'm all for it. Even a staycation would be great. But I think that that's, those are two things for me that are easy-ish to do. Some other things you can do, obviously, by yourself. Go on a hike safely, of course. Go somewhere where it's populated. I love working out by myself. I now work out with a trainer or go to a class or two. But whenever I can like go to a gym and just work out by myself, I feel I just feel better. I like to have those moments with myself. Anything creative, any like hobby you want to pick up, let's say cooking is a great way to spend time intentionally alone, in my opinion. Painting pottery, I'm obsessed with the idea of painting pottery right now. Do Have I ever gone to do this in the last even 10 years of my life? No, but there's a place nearby me that I really want to go to that you can like paint a cute teacup set or like a plate. I don't know. I think it'd also be a fun, cute little gift for your friends. So you could do something like that. What else? Any kind of art really, I feel like, is a easy way to spend time alone and also challenge yourself a little bit and try to force yourself to like express yourself a little bit. Another way, other than spending time alone intentionally, that I feel like you can get to know yourself, and this is an obvious one, but I feel like it needs to be touched on, is journaling. So I have a big, I have a Pinterest board of I think it just says, I think it's a public one, by the way. You can just search me on Pinterest, but it's a public one. It just says ask. And I have a lot of journal prompts that I found interesting there or, you know, questions that I even like to ask my friends and family because my big, you know, if we we sit down to dinner or something like that and we all have like the same conversations every single day, I did this a lot with my ex or my best friends or whatever. I like to ask questions that get us out of that normal day-to-day conversation and kind of teach me something about someone. So I have a full board called Ask and they have they have, like I said, journal prompts and questions you can ask your friends, but always good things to ask yourself as well. I think that getting all your thoughts out on paper is a very cathartic and easy way to Figure out what you're thinking, at least for me. Another thing I like to journal about or write down because I have a million lists in my phone and like physically in journals is whenever I'm having a good time, whenever I genuinely find myself being like, wow, this is amazing, which isn't all the time. I feel like I'm a pretty happy person in general, but I also think that having moments of, of actual bliss are pretty rare. And when I'm in those moments, I like to look around and be like, okay, what is going on right now that's making me so blissful? And then I write it down. And it's it can be big, it can be small, and I have a list of things that I can go that I know make me happy that I can go do or implement in my life, or I could buy whether it's a candle or like a, a face mask or whatever it is. They're easy actionable steps that I have paid attention to based on how I was feeling in the past. So getting to know yourself it's really important to get to know what makes you happy. Obviously, that's a big one for me. And again, when you're in a place of, let's say, struggle or if you're like kind of just plateauing or you're just bored or like whatever it is, you're overwhelmed. That list is lovely to refer back to because you know how to like fix it in your brain a little bit. So that's one thing I really like to do is journal when I'm feeling happy. What about it made me happy? And and kind of trying to figure out how I can plan and implement those experiences in my life almost as, like, as if they're as, as important as my to-do list for work. Like That's going in my calendar, but I am type A, I will say. But happy things are going in my calendar. Little happies every single day going in the calendar. We're doing this little by little as much as I possibly can because at the end of the day, I feel like your life is about you know being happy when you can, finding the small things that make you happy and implementing them constantly because If you're happy, you're going to make everyone else around you happy as well. That energy does that energy does spread. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you to move, eat, and sleep well, Weston Hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. Okay, how many times have you been on a trip and you're like, "All right, we're going on this trip. I'm packing. I'm packing." exercise clothes for every single day. I'm packing my supplements. I'm packing my various wellness powders. I have a plan. I'm like, you know what? This time, Peyton, we're going to stay on track. We're going to be healthy because this trip, we're going to feel better. And then day two, it goes completely out the window. I return home. All my supplements have not been taken. Not a single exercise piece of clothing has been worn. So this kills me because If I stay at a hotel that makes wellness easy for me, it would be an absolute game changer. So at Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. Maintain your focus in a Weston workout fitness studio equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear available on demand through Weston's gear lending program which I think I would kind of go for that option, especially the recovery year. I love that stuff. So after that, you can nourish yourself. Eat well with Weston's Eat Well Menu, designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on your desired portion size and nutritional balance. Weston makes it easier for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. And then we're moving on. You can also sleep well. You can recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. Wind down with sleep well lavender balm, which eases tensions and soothes the senses. So this is truly, like I said, again, my absolute dream. I'm loving that Weston is taking on this role of like really trying to keep us all accountable to ourselves. And when I'm traveling, I feel like I need to nourish myself And hydrate more and get more movement in generally, not so much in like a stressful way. Like, I don't wanna stress about it. And what I love about this is, Weston's kind of just like handing it to you on a silver platter how to be healthy. You don't have to think about it for one second, okay? Weston Hotels and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award winning travel program. I'm very familiar with the Marriott Bonvoy travel program. At Weston Hotels, there's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Another thing I like to journal about is what I'm naturally drawn to. So it can be like anything from actions and like experiences to food to I don't know, hobbies, to specific people, to a certain scent. Anything that I am drawn to naturally that makes me feel not only happy but at peace or calm or I feel like I'm just – I'm understood or I'm at rest and I feel feel very comfortable in my own skin, I note those moments too. It's not just moments of pure bliss. It's moments of comfort as well. All right. Another way to get to know yourself – Again, I feel like this might be obvious, but therapy, therapy is wonderful. I think when you first get started with therapy, it can be a little overwhelming because it can you can start confronting things and bringing things up that you might not want to. But for me, getting to know myself, it's been really important to confront things about myself that I might feel a little ashamed of or a little threatened by or or things that I want to ignore because once I face those things I feel like I have a little bit more control over my brain and myself and I have a better understanding of what makes me tick what makes me emotional and I feel like when I'm in control of myself I feel more confident and I feel like like I can handle what what life has to throw at me so while therapy can initially kind of be difficult. I think it is one of the most helpful tools to getting to know yourself, which at the end of the day is going to make you more confident. When you face your own self, I feel like when you learn about your own self, you're more comfortable with yourself at the end of the day. And you can give yourself grace for any, quote, shortcomings that you have when you're because you're working on them. And when you're working on them, you're trying to make yourself better. Of course, we don't need to be better overnight. But I think that there's something to be said about getting to know the good and the bad and the ugly of yourself and taking matters into your own hands, not only for your own self, but for the people around you as well. And there's something about that that's so, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel proud of myself. And that's something that I want everyone to feel is is feeling proud of how well you've gotten to know yourself. And you want to know yourself like the back of your hand. And sometimes I think we hide things from ourselves. There's so many things about ourselves that we don't realize that we're doing, or we don't have... I don't know, the bandwidth to like face. And I think once you do decide to do that, life gets so much more simple and you just do like yourself better, though it might seem like you wouldn't once you know all these things about yourself. I think that you end up you do because you feel like you're in control of yourself now. Another thing I will say, especially with therapy is learning your emotions. So learning what makes you emotional, learning what sets you off. I saw on TikTok, I think I don't know if it's called what it's exactly called, but I think it's was referred to as the emotions wheel where it has like the secondary emotions of like anger and sadness and whatever, as we normally describe our emotions very simply with those things, but it will have you dive into more specifically what you're feeling by saying, okay, how do I describe this feeling? Okay. I feel sad. And then it gives you like more emotions that kind of relate to that sadness feeling that are more specific that you're feeling because you might not be sad. You might be something else, but we don't even know because we aren't checked in with ourselves enough to know. So, the emotions wheel has been really helpful for me in therapy. And I feel like understanding your emotions, like we're going to talk about, I think next week's episode will be about this, but understanding your emotions and monitoring your nervous system that way. and, And your emotional, having that emotional connection with yourself is really like a key to life. And I think if we can be emotionally aware of what's going on inside of us, we're again, more in control of not only our emotions and the things we're feeling, but also our actions and, When I have a deep understanding of myself, of what I'm feeling, and I have a deep control over my actions, I feel more confident and like I know myself and I can conduct myself in the world and I trust myself to conduct myself in the world because I've put in the effort of knowing myself. I think another way to get to know ourselves is almost like future forecasting. I don't even know if that's what you would call it, but I think about this as reverse engineering myself based on who I want to be so what are my values what do I find important in this life an example of this is I really value being looked upon as a good loyal friend to those people in my life who I've chosen to be friends with and who have chosen to be friends with me so I'm like all right how do I do that How do I make my friends understand that I, maybe I'm not a person who spends all my time with my friends. I'm not a big like communicator. I don't text all the time. We're not always in contact, but how can I show up for my friends in a way that lets them know that I've always got their back and I find them to be really special and important people. And for me, that's always, always one of the ways I do that is I will make something awkward on behalf of my friend to ensure that my friend knows that I always have their back. For example, if someone's talking shit about my friend, one of my good friends, I will be the person in the group to say, well, you know, that's not true, actually. Or, well, you know, she's going through a hard time. Or, well, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I will stick up for my friend to no end, in front of their face, behind their back, whatever it is. That is a rule I have for myself. And reverse engineering that value into an action has, again helped me not only understand who I am better, but also be able to communicate who I am to the world around me through the actions I take in my life. And I would call that reverse engineering, I think. So I think that's important too, when you're in, you have your journal open, maybe who do you want to be and what actions do you take to get yourself to that point or to show other people or show your friends or show whoever and yourself, how you implement that value in your everyday life. Cause I'm very actions based. You can say you're this and you're that all day, but how are you Putting that into action in the world. I think that's important because writing out who you want to be, for in my opinion, it just gives you a more clear vision of yourself or who you again want to be. Another way to get to know yourself is mindfulness. This is the one I will say I have the most difficulty with just because I do find it so hard to be mindful, specifically in ways that, you know, most people talk about, which is like meditation. Or just like being in a meditative state somehow, whether that's like there's like EFT tapping, there's actual meditation, there's breath work. Sometimes people talk about getting into like a flow state when it comes to like anything creative that you're doing. I feel like mindfulness is something I struggle with, but I think that I've been trying to implement a little bit of meditation every single day. Not only does it allow you to show yourself you can get control over your mind, but also it allows you to really go inward. I mean, you're really in there. You're really in your brain and silence. <laughs> reflecting or learning about yourself or getting in touch with your own feelings and your own body and your own emotions. I think mindfulness is obviously so important, but for me it's the hardest one. So that's something I really want to implement more. And that's something I think is so key to getting to know yourself because you quiet everything and you kind of just listen to your own your intuition or your your own body. Like I think it's so important. So I will be really trying to implement that, especially in my thirties. I think it's going to be key to get me where I want to go in terms of getting to know myself better. All right. That was definitely like the longest pillar to me because I feel like there's a lot of action items when it comes to that one. But pillar number two in, you know, becoming your own best friend, just like you would with any friend is learning to trust yourself. And the easiest way to learn to trust yourself is making and keeping promises to yourself. And I've talked about this before. That's what's really built confidence in in me is knowing that I can rely on myself to do the things that I'm promising to myself. Knowing this, I try to not promise too much. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and be a new person, for example. I'm not going to change everything about myself that I don't like overnight. But I'm going to try to, again, maybe in a reverse engineering type of way, reverse engineer how to keep those promises. For example, I really wanted in this last year to take care of my physical health more. And one way I've been doing that is working out. I've talked about it a lot. Strength training is how I do that. Now, can I promise myself that I will work out three to four times a week and be in the best shape of my entire life and prioritize that over absolutely everything? No, because it's just not going to happen. I'm realistic about that. It's not happening. But I said, okay, what I can promise to myself is... Two days a week, for sure. Two days a week, for sure, I will be strength training because that makes me feel good. It's good for your bones. It's good for your mental health. For me, it really helps with like bloating and things like that. When I don't strength train for a while, I get like more inflamed, more bloated. To me, it's the easiest way to work out. I really like it. And I also knew that if I hired a trainer that was relatively expensive, that I would also show up for myself. So I like kind of back myself into a corner there as well. But I know myself well enough that I value money and I value you know spending my money on things that i that i want so if i'm spending all this money on this i have to go do it so that's that's a way that's a tactic of getting to know yourself and you can figure out how to like manipulate yourself into things almost but anyway so that's a promise that i've been able to keep to myself or yeah keep for myself so i you know there are weeks that i miss sometimes sometimes i'm traveling but for me i've overall stayed consistent so i don't feel guilty missing a workout i i've overall done this for the past like year and I've never felt better. And I I swear, because I talk about this all the time, I know, this has given me a ton of confidence, being able to show up for myself in this way. And it's made me trust myself. And so it's made me be like, oh my God, Peyton, you can actually set out a goal and make a promise to yourself and keep it. So that's an easy way to do that. So keeping the promises to yourself in little and big ways. Other ways I like to do this I don't know, like when it comes to like dating and stuff like that, I I keep promises to myself like, okay, I'm not going to be clouded. My judgment's not going to be clouded by the ways that I feel in dating because I know what I want in dating for my 30s and what I want for my relationships in my 30s. So I'm not going to be like clouded by, oh, this guy's fun, but he doesn't fall into these X, Y, and Z things that I know that I need. I make a promise to myself to not get caught up in situations like that because there's no point. It's not helping me in the long run. Yes, dating can be fun. Yes, having like these little relationships depending on, you know, what you want in life can be fun. But for me, knowing what I want for my next five years, let's say, it's non productive and it's not helpful to me. And it's not something that I want is to waste my time. So I make promises to myself. When I see red flags that are major red flags, I'm out. When I I feel as if I'm getting like A bad energy from a guy, or I feel like I'm going to, I need to overlook something that I don't necessarily agree with, I'm out because it's not helping me. So that's my promise to myself. There's all these little ways you can make promises to yourself and keep them. Don't go overboard, I wouldn't say, because then you're over promising things and it's harder to show up. I would say start small with promises to yourself and build that trust with yourself over time that you're going to show up and do the things that you want for yourself and you want for your life and you're going to get caught up in emotions or things that are easier or whatever it is overall, okay? I feel like all of us want to have people in our lives that we can rely on, of people that in our lives that we can trust to show up for us, which is it's such a beautiful thing when you have people in your life that do that. But I think the most important person in your life that can show up for yourself is yourself. You're the only person that has you. So again, it kind of feeds into that I don't feel so lonely when I'm alone because I'm with someone that I know and that I trust and that wants the best for me. And that's me. So I think that's a key, a key maybe view or perspective in trusting yourself is learning how to, or I guess a key thing about learning how to be your own best friend is learning how to trust yourself as you would any friend to show up for you, to go to bat for you, to do the things they say they're going to do, or a partner. Um, these are things that I find really important in a partner, and I've realized whatever I find important in a partner is what I need to provide for myself because then I'm not looking for a partner to fill these roles. When a partner does end up filling those roles and adding to my life in those ways, fucking amazing. We love that. But I don't need them to because I'm doing it for myself already, and that's something I've really learned that's made me – You know, I talk about building a home in myself. That's my foundation of a home in myself is the trust – in myself, in the support for myself. Another way to become your own best friend is to express yourself. And I have learned this through my job. In the last six years, I started writing on a blog and I would write almost in the way that I talk on note to self where it's very much about my experience. Never did I, I I don't want to seem like I'm trying to come across as a master of All things, or of really anything. (laughs) The whole point of this, the whole point of the blog when I started, the whole point to my, in my opinion, of social media, of people sharing on social media, is to share our own experiences and connect with people who also share those similar experiences or who can learn from those experiences or feel seen and heard, like I said before. So expressing myself on a microphone like this and talking to myself, basically, because it's literally just me and my producer, Josh, in here, (laughs) and talking to myself about. My own experience, and kind of this is almost like a form of journaling for me. So, expressing myself has given me so much confidence, being able to own my truth, maybe expressing myself sometimes and being wrong, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and being able to own that, or expressing myself and maybe getting. I don't know, shit on for my own opinions or my own experience, whatever it is on social media, because people love to do that. When you share your life, they're like, oh, actually, you're wrong. Being able to look at that and be like, okay, wait, let me re- Let me reassess here. Okay. Am I right? Am I wrong? Did I do something wrong here? Did I do something rude here? I don't know. Like, is this a bad take? Basically, being able to have people kind of come at me in a way that's that should make me defensive has made me learn to kind of put my guard down, and be like, okay, well, let me take into account what they're saying, all right, well, actually, I still agree with myself. (laughs) That kind of level of, I don't know, like connection with other people and allowing them to come in my life and have an opinion and then then really taking it in and actually considering that I'm wrong for a second and then realizing, hey, wait, actually for me and my experience, this is how I feel and I'm gonna almost like double down on this. I'm not saying double down with no context or double down when you haven't really thought about it, I I will think about something and then if I still agree with myself, I will double down on it, and I'll confidently double down. If someone says, "Hey, this isn't how I do things," or "Hey, this out uh, this isn't what I agree with." I'll say, hmm, "Okay, like let me think about this for a second. Do I, you know, let me look at their opinion? If I, you know, if I have, have time or if I value this person's opinion, then I'll say, you know what? Actually, I respect your opinion, but I I politely disagree with you. I I don't agree with what you're saying. I actually do. I have thought about this and I agree with myself. That's been something in my nearing my 30s that has given me so much confidence is just being able to express myself and draw those boundaries and explain who I am to people based on my own experience rather than just either agreeing or being shot down by people or feeling very defensive of my opinion or feeling the need to over explain my opinion. It's more just like, oh, well, I actually agree with myself. And that has been a key to my last year of life is just being like I back myself. I usually make decisions with a good amount of information. I don't usually make like life decisions specifically on a whim. So I I support myself and I will go to bat for myself for my own opinions and beliefs and things like that. Not to say that you can't learn, you can't grow, you can't change your mind. But right now I'm definitely supporting myself and confidently being who I am and expressing that in the world. And that has given me not only the confidence that I've needed entering my 30s, but also it it makes me reliable and supportive of myself and it makes me trust myself even more to stand up for myself in those ways. Another thing that you can do in, in terms of expressing yourself, obviously through any kind of work or arts or anything like that, whether it be like a social media thing, maybe you get on TikTok and talk about things that you find important or you just talk about your life like I'm doing right now, or maybe you express yourself through music or art or sport or whatever it is. I think finding a way to express yourself is such an important part of of building yourself and learning to become your own best friend. Is it, it teaches you so much about yourself. It gets you into that flow state when you're doing something that you love. And the more we can know about ourselves, the more we can get ourselves into a, a state like that or a happy state or something like that on our own on our own backs on our own behalf i think that that makes us more confident and makes us get to know ourselves even more that felt like a little bit long-winded but i hope you guys get the point it's a connection with yourself that i feel like you need to build and then you take that connection with yourself and who you are and you express it to the world in whatever way that you can and i think that's a huge part of becoming yourself and i think it's a huge part of learning about yourself through that it's almost like it's like a feedback loop you know what i mean you keep feeding into it and it keeps giving you back what you need okay so lastly for me, learning to become your own best friend, you need to learn to support yourself as you would support a friend or as you would want a friend to support you or a significant other to support you or a family member to support you. You need to understand that you have your own back. And on, you know, at face value, this looks like, you know, supporting yourself, standing up for yourself and understanding that you're worthy of your own support unconditionally. Okay. So if you're on your own best friend, you need to support yourself like you're your own best friend. So that means that does mean sometimes standing up for yourself when that's necessary. I think as women, sometimes it's easy for us to just kind of be more passive. But I am not like that. I'm not like that on behalf of my friends. I'm not like that on my own behalf. And it's not because I want to be confrontational because I want drama or anything like that. It's just that every time I stand up for myself, every time I stand up for a friend, I feel like I've proven something to myself Or to a person I care about, that, okay, we can trust her. Like she will have our backs in a situation, even when it's difficult. And I think that's really important, like I said, to employ in friendships, but I think it's almost more important to employ for yourself, to confidently be able to support yourself and speak up and speak your mind, especially when it comes to the things that you love or things that are important to you and things that you, you know, that your heart is in. I think it's really important to stand up for yourself with love and respect for other people, of course, too. You don't need to be a fucking asshole, which here's the thing. I will be an asshole. The time, co- the time calls for it. I will do it. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm not. Most of the time, it's respectful. And it's just me drawing boundaries or me standing up for myself. And that is a way that I actively support myself. Otherwise, supporting yourself like mind, body, soul, taking care of yourself physically, taking care of yourself mentally, I think is very, very important. Another way I support myself might be a little bit surface level, but I value the way that I look, not necessarily like I think working out is helpful for the way you look, but I mean more like I want to look put together. I want to have, you know, the, I want to look like my outfits are expressing, expressing who I am and expressing who I want to be. I think that that is a way that I support myself is by giving myself the things that I need and that I want that make me feel good. And that doesn't stop only at the mind and body connection. That also is honestly on the surface level too. And I'm not afraid to say that at all. I support myself by getting my facials, by, getting my eyebrows done by getting my Botox, which by the way, when my Botox kicks kicks in this week, it is over for you hosts because I am gonna be having the best week ever. I can already feel it starting to kick in and I'm like, yes, (laughs) this is me supporting myself. I love it. So find the ways that you can support yourself. Again, mind, body, soul, aesthetically as well. Don't feel sad about it. I think sometimes, most of the people in my life who make me feel bad about that are men and I'm like, I actually don't feel bad. This is me doubling down. Actually, this is what I like and I'm going to stand up for myself. I enjoy aesthetics, and this is how I support myself in this life. One of the many ways. It's not the only way, but I think showing up for myself, mind, body, soul, aesthetically, we're adding that one on because that's the note of self pillar here, is really important to me, and it shows me that I can not only trust myself, but I I can take care of myself as well. Another thing that I'm really working on that I was just listening to a podcast episode about actually on the way here is supporting myself through my own words internally. So speaking to myself kindly, like I would want a friend to speak about me or how I would speak about a friend. I want to learn how to talk to myself better. And this is something that I've been working on for a long time because I think when, you're, when your immediate reaction to certain things is almost negative. So with, with my friends and stuff, I always see them in a great light. With myself, I don't always do that. And I've learned as of the last couple of years to to set the tone for that in my brain. But it's, it's taken some effort in noticing the thoughts I have about myself, noticing that immediate negativity, and then trying to figure out not how to, I don't want to attack myself for it because I feel like that doesn't make any sense either, but I want to learn how to not have that immediate negative thought about me. You know what I mean? So I've been working on that and we can talk about that more and further up like future episodes. Um, Maybe we can have a guest on that can help us with that a little bit because I have a lot to learn in that category, but I think that's very important in supporting yourself is supporting yourself through the thoughts that you have about yourself and the feelings you have about yourself as well. So another thing I do want to wrap, I'm going to wrap this episode up with is I think connection, like I said, is very important. Human connection is absolutely necessary. It makes us happier. It makes us healthier. But I think that supporting yourself and learning how to be alone without feeling lonely and learning how to get to know yourself and take care of yourself in the ways you want other people to, it's almost like you're filling all these boxes for yourself. So I think it makes you, at the end of the day, a better friend, a better partner, a better family member when you can check all these boxes for yourself. You don't necessarily need someone else to, but when they do, it adds to your life. So you're not relying on other people for these things. You are self-sufficient. You were you were relying on yourself, but that doesn't mean you're always alone. It just means you're checking these boxes for yourself and then you're not putting pressure on the people that you love in your life to fulfill you in all of these ways because you've done so for yourself, but they can now add to your life, which is such a beautiful I think partnership to have in any, you know, romantic partnership, friendship, family member situation to not have to put responsibility for your happiness on other people, but to allow them to make you happy as an addition to your own happiness. I think that that's beautiful. I think that the self-love and support and growth and all those things are a wonderful foundation for any future relationship or friendship you're going to have. And that's what I like to do in my life is learn to rely on myself. And if you're going to be alone in life, well, there, there will be times that you're alone, most likely. Most of us are. Learning to Embrace those times. And instead of feeling lonely and like you need to go seek love and validation elsewhere, it's so important to turn inward and spend that time with yourself because, you know, maybe in our future, in my future, ideally, I'd like to have a husband, I'd like to have children. Like at that point, then you have your children have children and you're never alone again. <laughs> so if you are alone, do not. Please try your best to not feel lonely. I I know it can get really hard, but this is such a time to take advantage of because some people really never get this time. And I feel really lucky in my life to have had time alone that was spent getting to know me because now I feel better and more prepared for my future. I feel better and more prepared for any relationship or friendship that will come into my life because I know myself pretty well at this point. Of course, it is ever-evolving you will change over time and you'll have to get to know yourself just like you have to get to know a partner. That's what I love about a way I like to look at r- on relationships is your partner's always changing and I look at myself that way too. I'm always changing. There's always new things to get to know about myself. Or I hope I'm always changing. That would be the goal, right? So it's a constant lifelong thing to get to know yourself and it's something I will always prioritize no matter you know being in a relationship or married or having kids, whatever it is, I will always prioritize that time to myself because I think it's so essential for every other part of your life. And that's how I'm learning to become my own best friend. I hope you guys liked this episode. I kind of wanted to do more episodes about being alone, spending time alone, living alone, things like that. But I felt like this one, this topic kind of Brought all of those together in a way, and I can be more specific. We can talk about things more specifically if you want. I also think that this would be great content to have on TikTok, more short form ideas for spending time alone, things like that. So y'all can follow me on TikTok for that. So let's talk about my note to self for the week. Oh god, y'all, I have been procrastinating for the whole year. So many things that I just need to fucking do, and they're those things that are gonna be annoying to have to undertake and do like I need to get a new license I don't want to fucking do that but I need to so I just need to get it done and it will be off my chest I feel like I live with this like the longest to-do list ever and I just get really comfortable having a to-do list because at every at every moment even when I'm trying to enjoy myself the to-do list is looming in the back of my head and I think that I'm realizing I could just do the things on the to-do list and then they wouldn't be there anymore and I could actually enjoy my my time by myself (laughs) Laying, watching Netflix without feeling guilty. So my note to myself is just go get the stupid shit done that you don't want to do this week. Just go get it done. Spend a day doing the things that I don't want to do. Dropping my freaking dry cleaning off, getting my taxes in order, getting just getting the, the stupid license. I hate that. I don't want to do that. Cleaning my house. I just need to do them so they're done. So if you have something on your to-do list that you hate, just go do it. Make a day this week and say, this is today. For this hour, however long it's gonna take, I am doing this thing, because then it's off of my chest. And I know how how good it feels to get something off your to-do list. It's, it's been on your to-do list just for weeks or months at this point. So I just need to get it done. I just need to stop making excuses. I didn't stop being lazy, I just need to get it done. So that's my note to myself. Get your shit together so that you can enjoy your life. All right, so if you guys have not rated the podcast yet, Please go do that after this episode ends. I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for listening. Come find me on Instagram, come find me on TikTok, come find me on YouTube. Everything is in the description of this episode. My Amazon store is also listed there as well. I update that all the time. If you want to link to something that you've seen on social media, by the way, it's probably in that Amazon store. And I also try to keep it on my recent links highlight on my Instagram. And with that, I am so tired. Sometimes talking for this long on a mic, I'm just like, Can you shut up at myself? It's time for me to not talk for the rest of the day. So thank you guys so much. I will talk to you next week.